Here we are with episode 55 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast, and we are talking about the Pinellas Trail Challenge. This is one heck of a race that takes you along the entire Pinellas Trail. And with this race, I mean, there's a lot of people that make it happen. So I do want to give a quick shout out. You've got Kelly Hewitt, Louis Gomez, Carrie Graves, David Whiteside, Susan Murphy, Jeff Iosa, you know, Sonia Creparo, Stacy Guten, Brad Park. So many people that keep the wheels moving to keep this event as great as it is. You know, you had Tanya Olson. She was the medical director out there this year. She's been at Western States for years taking care of people's feet. And she was also out at the Skunk Ape Night Run. Then you have like all the volunteers from all eight aid stations out there. You've got the start line, bib pickup, and of course the finish line. There's so many people in this incredible community. But hey, for this episode, we've got Matt Clapper, Katrina Pelican, Jeremy Hudson, and Sean Eckert. And they are sharing their stories from the Pinellas Trail Challenge. So let's get into it. Is this working? So far, so far. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, you guys? Good, good. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, guys. How are you guys feeling from PTC? Perfect. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, yeah this is mad. I mean, I feel pretty good. My quads were toast the first uh, couple days, but uh, they're feeling better by the day. Ready for the race this weekend. It's like I didn't run at all. <laughs> <laughs> now that's pretty impressive because I won't lie. It took a few days of stretching and foam rolling and using a gun and everything to try getting mine loosened up. I don't know why my quads hurt so bad. They've never hurt so bad from a race ever. I feel like my knees would be a little achy. Yeah, my knees were awesome. I mean, I've been doing a lot of the knees over the toes stuff, but my knees were uh, held up really well. It's just my quads, man. Like even like finishing and like they were so freaking sore. Today was my first 5K. Yeah, I think it helps just the first couple of days after I didn't do anything. And I, I ran Tuesday, I ran yesterday, I ran today. And I'm Today pacing was... two races this weekend, so... But yeah, okay. I guess we could kick it off with, you know, a, a little bit about yourself and kind of what's what's that running story for you? Sure, I, I can start. Um, I'm Katrina. I currently live here north of Orlando area. Um, 
I started running a lot when I lived in the New Jersey area. I, I ran all the New York road runner races and um, a slew of them in New Jersey. Um, and then when I moved down to Florida, I really started to run a lot. So I would say I've been down here for four years and I was in Jersey for almost four. So I would say almost close to eight years, I've been doing some heavy running. Um, prior to that, I wasn't doing a whole lot. But when I joined the my running group up here, the West Lucia Runners, I started doing more and more and found more marathons, a lot more races, a lot more time to be able to spend outside running as opposed to New Jersey. And I started pacing with the group. And then my friend Katie kind of got me into doing some ultras. Um, I started out with some of Don Lizabee's over up in the Palm Coast area. So um, I really started doing the timed races. Um, and I did PTC for the first time last year. Had a lot of trouble with the heat and uh, ended up with like a 10 and a half hour time. And this year I wanted to kind of have my revenge on it. I've been running a lot since then because I've been running to to get qualified for Boston, which I did, thankfully. So I'll be running that next year. But um, I wanted to really just take this back. And I just I just love to run. I do it all the time. If I'm not running, I'm at the gym or at the beach. So <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. And Florida is a great place to do it. We have so many races, so many trails. It's it's a wonderful place to be. Oh, yeah. And there are like there's so many races right now that are just popping up in Florida. Like if you look at ultra sign up, there's almost a race like every other weekend and in some months it's like every single weekend. Yeah. You can definitely tell. You can definitely tell. And it's like I've heard people say that like, oh, you know, there's too many races, you know, it's all going to get watered down, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, there's so many people who are so passionate about like their spot or their area that they want more people to come out and enjoy that area. Yeah, I definitely agree. Heck yeah, that's a great story. Uh, I'll go up next. I'm Matt Clapper. Uh, my uh, journey through running, like I've ran a little bit my entire life, but never really ran too much more than like 5Ks, like leading up to 2019, 2020. Then I had a pretty significant back injury in 2018. So after a few years of not being able to move, I ended up getting into running. And uh, that's what literally uh, initially got me into ultras like just hearing about the Pinellas Trail Challenge I seen a post on uh, Katie Rozier or Cody Rozier whatever her name is uh not whatever her name is she's a great girl she's helped me out a lot through this journey yeah I'm, sorry Katie but yeah I seen a post and I was just like wow they're running up the Pinellas Trail like I've been out there many times but at the time I couldn't even really run a mile around the block but I gave myself a goal from that day it was like in 2020 I was like I'm gonna run the Pinellas Trail Challenge in 2021 I don't care if, if I have to walk 15 minute miles because that's what I did to math in my head if you walk 15 minute miles you can uh, get it done in under the time cap so the Pinellas Trail played a huge part of my ultra journey but uh yeah i actually used running to rehabilitate a back injury after the doctors told me that i'd never be able to uh, run again and like i wasn't able to do like a lot of lifts and i could barely sit down stand up and anything like that so it's like running has played a huge 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 role in getting uh, my mental and physical state to where it is right now all right i'll jump in uh my name is sean eckert um I don't have any running background at all. I used to actually weigh like 446 pounds. So uh, running wasn't like on the books for me. So I didn't really start picking up running until 2020. Uh, I ended up dropping like uh, 200 pounds and that I didn't know anything about like ultra running or anything like that. Uh, so when I first started running, it was very short distance and I ended up picking up distance pretty quickly. 
and uh, people were like messaging me like on Instagram, like, hey, man, you're running back to back like 30 miles over and over. So like, why don't you try like ultra running? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I was like, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of ignorant to running. I was like, I thought, you know, people just ran far. It was just like normal after a while. Cause like I, I was running, not like a super fast pace. My pace is around like 15, 16 minute pace. Uh, so I ended up 2021 running like the Daytona 100. And then I ended up running the, this race that I just ran just recently. So I ended up running three uh 100s and then this it was pretty cool um just because of my background i just you know never thought i would ever be able to do anything like this before so yes i know you ran the keys but hold on so you're saying that you just went no 5ks no no, no none of that kind of stuff you just said up let's go straight to ultra well my son he he was doing uh cross country uh at his school and i would go out to his races and like watch him and stuff and when i was really big i couldn't even even walk half a you know half a mile you know at 446 pounds my my heels were killing me i was wearing like a 54 size pants i was like huge so after i dropped the 200 uh and i was going to the gym and stuff like that in 2020 when covid happened i was scared to like because i still want to lose like another 60 pounds i was scared i was going to lose like any of my results so my son was like why don't you go out and run a little bit i was like well i can try and i would just run like a little bit like maybe a mile and then i would start tacking on mileage after that and that's kind of how it, how it became like that Heck so that's yeah. kind of how i picked up uh the mileage <laughs> that's awesome but that i think it's because awesome. i'm just i was just like ignorant to running i didn't really understand it uh <laughs> i mean when i was first uh you know people would kind of joke with me and they're like you, like i would run with a book bag on like i would put drinks in the back and like my son would ride his bike with me for like four hours and just trail me and i would just carry like all the stuff in my book bag because i didn't you know i didn't really know anything until later my you know i got a vest and stuff like that but I, you know i just didn't realize what i was doing which was kind of funny <laughs> heck yeah that's awesome going to the dark side right away <laughs> uh, so, so i so i guess i'll jump in uh my, my name is jeremy hudson i am uh 48 i live here in saint pete I moved down here to Florida about 10 years ago from uh, the Northeast, but, you know, New York, New York City. Before that was Boston area. And I'm uh, originally from D.C. My running started out, um, you know, really nothing serious, pretty much um, hung over in the army uh, doing uh, PT formation running where you just kind of uh, smell what everybody drank the night before in formation. And, <laughs> you know, you just you just get through it. Um as I got older and a little bit more mature and wiser, I decided to finish up college um, at a you know at a little bit of an older age. And I you know I'm not a strong student, not a gifted writer, and really the only way I can sit down and write a paper is if I went out and knocked out a couple miles, and then I can come back and you know uh, do do a couple papers for school. Um, the the whole you know distance thing i i you know i put it kind of like uh it, it, for me it was like a a pyramid scheme um you know i i always did a couple 5k's but nothing serious and i, I decided what the heck i'm going to sign up for a 10k did the 10k i'm like okay well i got that let's go do a half marathon after the half marathon i went to the marathon um, but between, between the half and the full, I had about six months to train. I got kind of bored with training. So I decided to do a triathlon just to see what that was all about. Then I got the whole pyramid scheme with the triathlon. Cause you start with the sprint, then you go to the international, then you go to the, the, uh, 
the half, 70.3, and then you do a full, and then, you know, you just, you just keep building, you know, on top of the one you did before, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What's, what's the furthest I can go? Uh, for me, the ultra stuff, I, you know, and, and I don't know what the triathlon folks are going to think about this, but I'll tell you right now, in my opinion, ultra running hands down is the hardest thing I've ever done uh, compared, especially compared to a, to a full distance Ironman. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I will argue with anybody, you know, all day long if they want, it's my own personal opinion, but you know, you, you give me a 50 mile or a hundred K and I will tell you that there is no comparison to, to the, uh, to, to the level of difficulty that it takes to, to, to put a 50 or a hundred K and I've DNF to 100 miles. And I hope to get that, uh, get that conquered here in January, uh, up at long haul. So that's my running story. Heck yeah. Awesome story. Yeah. Cause I know for three of y'all, you've been to PTC before. I know this, this is Sean's first time, I guess kind of what made you decide to come out to the Pinellas trail challenge and what brings you back? I love it. You know, at about mile 42, you know, my running partner this year could probably tell you I was staying differently, but it's just a lot of fun. Like the crowd of folks that are supporting you, they're doing it for free. Nobody's getting anything. They're donating their time, their money, their supplies, their cheers all day long just for you. Like that alone is just incredible to be able to be a part of that and how the running community gets together and just goes out to have fun and support each other. Um, there were some some people on the trail that I knew that I saw that were just doing a training run and they were picking that time just to be there to be able to to run by you and say hi, grab a couple pictures, give you some words of encouragement. It's difficult and it's hot and humid and the sun is beating down on you. But at the same time, I really wouldn't be, be anywhere else on that day. It's, it's a combination of everything for me. Uh, I'll go next. This is Matt. Uh, yeah, for me, it was just like literally it was the race that was the toughest thing I ever did in my life. It's in my backyard. I live in St. Petersburg as well. And it's just like if you live in Pinellas County and you tell somebody you're going to run the entire length of the Pinellas Trail, they're going to look at you like you're an alien. So, <laughs> it was so, so like being able to do that the first time was just such a huge accomplishment that I was even able to do it. I did it in like, I think, a little under 10 hours, like nine hours, 47 minutes or whatever. But I suffered so freaking bad because I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Shirtless. I was overheated under nutrition everything like it was a struggle every step of the way to go out past that marathon mark to the 36 and back like everything in me was like go go you're gonna have to walk damn near the next 20 miles are you willing to do that in this heat and at that time like something happened that just changed my whole outlook on life like it was the most hardest thing at the time it didn't but a couple days later it just changed my entire outlook on life but whenever you look at something that you used to be hard you're like <laughs> nah that's not hard you know so it's just like i don't know in the local community i'm a big part of the fitness community down here so it's like st pete running companies my running company love cody angel all those guys uh and just you know it was just like i did it for the first time last year and we're kind of still under the covid uh blanket so it wasn't as widespread so it was nothing like it was this year like mm -hmm. i noticed within the first five miles like there's so many people along the trail and it was just like it uh, i'll race this race for the rest of my life 
And Sean, I think you were part of the shirtless gang taking on the PTC. Uh, yeah, I had my shirt off. It got super. It got very heavy. I, I I didn't have the proper shirt on. My wife like got on me. Like I usually wear like you know kind of like a, a like a long sleeve or something like that. Um, but the shirt I had on just got super heavy. So I, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna take it off. So I ended up taking it off and hoping for the best. <laughs> did you put Did you put sunscreen on? Uh, yeah, I tried to cake it on. My wife tried to put it on. She's like, it's not doing anything. It's just, it's just <laughs> <laughs> like, that was that. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know the deal. Did, did, you, did, was- did you get a lot of sunburn? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, that's good. You got to so protect for- the tattoos. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, yeah. Lucky. I was lucky. I didn't get too burnt up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, uh, like even like when I did the keys, uh, I ended up having like a like a real bad they actually ended up finding me i had a heat stroke and blacked out uh, holy cow so the heat is pretty brutal now and uh my wife wanted me to be careful because i i have a race coming up in uh november it's uh, a 100 it's in fort lauderdale so she wanted me to like make sure my body because she's like real worried and stuff like that so they were kind of watching me making sure i wasn't trying to overheat myself and do anything i'm not supposed to be doing so i definitely have my pace pulled back pretty far yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I thought it blew my mind. I've this is my first time ever doing it. It was kind of cool. My you know my wife and my son would jump up ahead to the aid stations and stuff because I just uh, you know from the other races I've done, there's never really been an aid station, and those are races I've paid for. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so my wife would you know always come. She'll have my food, and you know I just uh, ended up getting like a really bad uh, like food allergy recently. So like I'm, I can't eat the stuff I used to eat. So she was like, okay, I'll jump ahead. And th- she was like, I think they said there may be A stations and stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll have water and ice. And we get to these A stations and they have like a full buffet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I was like, how is this race even free? I was like, this is this is like blowing my mind. And my son's like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. Because I like bring, my son's like dragging ice out, all this different stuff. And they were like, the people are like, you don't even need that. We have everything. We're like, this is insane. Like, I was like, I just, I've never saw anything like that before. And I live in Clearwater, so it was, like, really cool to kind of be in your own area. It, it, was, it was nice and to meet, like, you know, local runners, because I don't really know a lot of runners around here. And it, it was it was kind of cool to, like, to be a part of that. Uh, yeah, I definitely would, I will, I will always definitely do this race. This is uh, a, a, an eye-opener, for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's Jeremy that this was my uh, fourth PTC. And, you know, I signed up for uh, PTC for 2023 within like five minutes of it being open for registration. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm with Matt and, and, and Katrina. I mean, I, I'll do this race uh, as long as I can walk on two feet and breathe some air. Um, I, I plan on doing doing the race. And, and if not, if not, I'm going to pull, uh, you know, a Dave Whiteside where, where you, you know, and a Jeff Iosa where you volunteered, you know, and help mm-hmm. out. Um, you. You, know, you know, that that that's also what I think what, what makes that, that race so cool. And I, I'm not a computer guy or a tech person by any means, but but the only thing that kind of comes to mind is it's open source. It's It's an open source ultra that's free to sign up. It's free to participate. Everything about it is free. If you got an idea on how you think you can make it work a little bit better, everybody is open-minded to it. Uh, Lewis and, and um, Kelly. Kath- Kelly. Kelly. Yes, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly and Lewis, the, the, they will be open to it. And of course, you, you know, you know, Michael Stork and, and his wife, they did a great job bringing it to where it was before Kelly and, and Lewis took it over. And, and Kelly and Lewis have taken it to the next level. Yeah, I agree. This is like literally one of the best 
organized and well-ran aid station and it's all community-based so that's what makes it and it's free it's like uh i don't know you don't really come across these races ever and let alone it for it to be in your backyard and ran by so many amazing people that i literally brought me into the uh ultra world and i've seen them like all those guys like uh jeremy was saying like david whiteside luis and uh jeff and now they're like running it whenever they used to be smoking everybody smoking everybody at it so Mm -hmm. so so i can try and give you guys a little bit of history about about the run and and by all means keep 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 me straight here so if i say something incorrect um straighten me out or school me um, and, and I, I cringe that this is going to be on a recorded line. But anyway, I'm going to I'm going to give it my best here. Uh, sorry, uh, Michael, but uh, I'm going to do my best. Michael Stork. So I believe Michael wanted to, to do a, a long run. I don't know if it was a training run that he was doing or he just wanted to get out and, and do the entire Pinellas Trail. I believe his wife courted him. He got done with the run and he said, wouldn't it be cool to, you know, kind of get a few ultra, you know, long distance runners together to, to do the trail? Well, they did it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I, you know, I can tell you this is this is my fourth year out of the last five years that I've done it. So last year I didn't do it. I did not do it in 2021, but I've done it uh, before that. So anyway, four out of the last five I can tell you that it's been fascinating to watch the race grow in in the numbers and the popularity, and I think it's I think it's just going to continue to just become a gigantic race. I agree one hundred percent on that, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I, and I really do hope I got all that history straight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. Like coming into a race like this, I can imagine definitely have to prepare for all the paid miles that you have to do because I'm sure it's vastly different than like a like the dirt trail or even a road marathon. Yeah, you know, I'm going to jump in there only because I, I I've DNF the keys a, a couple times. I DNF fifty and I DNF the hundred. So. I, I can speak from experience on some of the, the heat DNF stuff. If you're if you're thinking of, of of doing the keys, I strongly recommend towing the line at PTC. It's it's gonna give you a good taste of that, you know, urban asphalt pavement heat uh, you know, for forty six miles. Definitely. I don't think for me, it was it really was the heat. Heat is really, really difficult and humidity to to get through. I find the trails to be really nice. Um, I I live up in Seminole County and we have a lot of trails that are similar to PTC that I run on regularly. So that wasn't as much of a problem as the blazing sun. There's really no shade. Um, There are some places but for the most part, once the sun comes up, um, especially the latter part, I think the last four hours were pretty pretty much the hardest miles to run um, because at that point I had finished in 948 this year. So that was probably around noonish, I think I would say. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> at that point, your mind just like you see the thunderstorms, like literally there were thunderstorms behind Sean and I was we were running. We look back and you can hear, you know, the thunderstorms and see the lightning. And I think at that point I was like, we need to get done like now. <laughs> um, it, it's really the, the heat. And I think even living in Florida, it's still a challenge. And you just have to learn how to prepare yourself to keep not just hydrated, but electrolyzed. So that 
that that was my downfall last year was the electrolyte piece. I thought I was good. I didn't start early and I I finished the race in 10 and a half hours, but that's without, you know, I had some problems in the middle. I had to stop for a little bit, but I just try to take it nice and easy and have a, you know, have a, have a good, easy run with being cognizant of my body because I'm actually running a marathon in Berlin in two and a half weeks. So honestly, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And I'm trying to qualify again for Boston for the next couple of years. So I'm trying to be careful with my body. I was taking it slow and easy. And my friend is um, training for the Yeti 100. So he was also trying to work on, you know, his uh his items actually he did the daytona 2 100 this past year so i don't know who said that you did the daytona 100 recently but my buddy was in that on that one too oh that's awesome yeah but it's really for me it's the sun and the heat that you just got to really work work your body and make sure you you listen to it slow down if you have to swallow your pride walk everybody does it definitely (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean definitely the heat but I mean, I live right here in St. Petersburg and I try running at least five days a week between 10 and 2 p.m. You know what I'm saying? So the heat is definitely a factor. I think it's more so like how you cool yourself down from the heat. And if you're not used to that and you come down here just thinking you're going to go bare shirt like I did last year, you're going to suffer and you're going to suffer terribly. So it's just like <laughs> you got to keep the uh, ice on you. As far as the trail, I mean, it's 40, 46 miles hard, but but that's what I train on every day. Like literally the only trails I literally ran other than whenever I was a kid up in Ohio, uh, like, and that was nothing time, not, no distance, nothing like that. <clears throat> Just uh, stay conditioned over races down here in Florida. Like, I think I ran the trails three different times, maybe. So it's just like the asphalt to me is normal. I don't know if my body kind of got used to it or whatever, but some people was destroyed, but my knees, my feet, ankles, shins, everything were awesome. It was surprisingly just my quads that were tightened up. There's a section on Pinellas Show Challenge. It's it's north of Dunedin. So like the first, you know, 26, 30, whatever, you know, you're, you're starting out in the hip cool area of st pete down by you know the soccer stadium alang and then you go all the way up you know you, you pass clearwater and that whole journey is you know it's it's kind of cool and you know whatever then you get north of dunedin and there's just something about that north <laughs> section that just that's when that that's that's when the mind games start kicking in i mean it's the peak heat of the day it's just that's when like that's when that's when this shit just starts to happen. Oh, it grabs a hold of you. As soon as you step out into it, it grabs a hold of you and it doesn't let you go. So that's my goal is to run whenever the sun was out. And then if I had to walk, power walk in the shade, but it was like, get the heck out of that sun as quickly as possible. Cause it felt like it raised 15, 20 degrees. Like whenever the clouds shifted or it's like, you didn't have shaded. And I think um, if you think it's going to be flat, you think the whole trail is going to be flat, but they, but there are a lot of bridges. That was surprising to me last year. I didn't realize how many bridges there are to go over the street. So you do have a lot of hills there, too, that you're going with. It's like the most Florida thing. There's a lot of bridges. (laughs) It's still a hill. (laughs) Especially late whenever you're coming back. I think it's like mile like 38 or whatever. That one with the overpass and the long stretch up top. Then the down. Oof, that climb was a rough one. There's a girl about a minute minute ahead of me right there. And I was like, oof, had to track her down. 
<laughs> you know what's awesome though i saw joe you were there in the morning which was great so you got to get give a shout out to you you were one of the people you know at the at the start line uh with with jeremy i think um you were running in the morning but you came by and showed your support in the morning so it was awesome yeah. to see your smiling face. <laughs> yeah, I got out there at like four, went for a little run, you know, out and back. And then like, oh, I'm here just, yeah, I'm just seeing the start. Got to be here for at least a start. Yeah, that's real cool, Joe. Give you, give you a, props that, for that. That was a heck of a start this year, too. It was awesome <laughs> to see so many people just, I don't know, it was awesome energy. I guess last year everybody had to have masks and it was in waves. So it was like, that was my first experience. So actually this year right here was actually, actually seeing everybody's smile and everybody's nervous energy and everything pre-race was awesome. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to bring up was the start line. Like, there's so many people there, and it's such a the vibe is amazing out there. Yeah, Matt, I didn't know they did the waves uh, again last year. They did the waves two years ago as well. That that was that was probably one of the the best things to to see this year was just the mass start. It was, that was great. Well, it was a completely different vibe. Yep. You know, it was like last year, everybody was like kind of didn't want to be around each other. Then this year right here is like, yeah. we're all family. It was awesome. It's true. It was like a big old reunion. Like you see a bunch of people that the ultra community has, you know, a lot. It's a very tight knit community. And when you look at the list, you're like, oh my gosh, all these people are going to be there. Like, you know, hot chocolate. That guy is at every freaking <laughs> ultra marathon. Yeah, I, Everybody I knows hot chocolate. You know, you look for him. You're like, I want to say hi to this guy. He's like the <laughs> coolest guy ever like his energy is infectious yeah. um you know you just look forward it's like it is it's like a big old family reunion it's it's great and you had that energy this year last year was a little like you said it was it was more standoffish but that's just was, the covid protocols yeah which i can't say the c word too many times otherwise i get flagged for it on spotify just to change just to change the subject back off of that word but anyway i got my picture taken with a celebrity as well and i you know i saw and that was my first time meeting i think uh lucian i hope i pronounced that somewhat correct but anyway great guy yeah. shared 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 about a mile with him talked to him got it got my um you know famous uh selfie with him and i you know i think i'll get that framed i actually i want to get an autograph well. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that you hear that lutello he actually stayed down here with me for the race so he oh, stayed down he? here with me yeah he, he stayed down here with me and my family awesome dude it's actually the first time we actually got to like talk you know because whenever you're at a race pre-game post-game during you don't really talk you know what i'm saying unless you're sharing tons of miles together but yeah, it was uh, cool. Like that is a very solid, genuine, genuine dude for sure. He needs to he needs to start bringing a sharpie with him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. he, he said he was up in bad. He said he was up in bad water, and they're giving the ooh wee. <laughs> he said a lot of people. He's like, it made me feel like a celebrity. Uh, that is awesome. Awesome energy for sure. <laughs> Best barber in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess coming, you know, kind of right into that race morning, dude. It was so cool seeing the big crowd, and then the you know the start started. How did those miles go out to that first aid station, you know, around mile eight? I'll take the lead on this right here. This is Matt. It went amazing for me. I went out with my buddy, Michael, uh, Mike Alberts, who I'm running the race across Florida 200 with at the end of the year with. So it was awesome. I went out with him and Neil Mosier, and we just kept a solid like 9 to 9.15 pace all the way up to that first aid station. That just helped set the tone because sometimes whenever I get out there by myself, I'll either go too fast 
podcast or I'll, I, I don't know, like my breathing, like if I'm not talking, you know, like I might, my heart rate just seems to skyrocket through the roof. So it was like mild conversation, but my first eight miles went amazing. Yeah, it didn't even feel like it. You were just so hyped up and excited. Um, Sean and I were just my buddy that I was running with. We're just chatting. Our my friend Rachel was there. Like we were just all. It was. It went really, really, really fast because you have all the adrenaline of seeing of all your friends and and you know you're excited to get this done and and get it going. So it was super easy. Yeah, it's it's cool. You know, t- the typical point to point ultras. You know, where where you you kind of you, you settle into. Who, what group you're kind of with and you doing a lot of leapfrogging with, you know, with your, with, with the same group of pace. Uh, it's, it's cool. You know, eight, eight miles. It's, it's pretty much what everybody here is, you know, used to in terms of a long run without any, you know, a station or support. So obviously you need your, you know, run faster bottles to be able to support yourself for eight miles, unless you got your crew with you. Um, I don't know how many people here had a crew. I, I I went without a crew and I just rely on the aid station. Same man. Yeah. Yeah. I had a crew last year. My friend's husband did the crewing for us last year. But yeah, it was and honestly, I didn't feel too much of a difference except for I was really craving my specific like Reed's ginger ale. And my poor buddy had to hear about it for like ten miles because I had it in my car waiting for me. But it was actually the amount of aid stations there were, I really think you didn't need a crew. I had, a, I had my backpack. I had my buddy. I had my ice bandana. Like I didn't. I Everything was at the aid stations. It, yeah. You know, this, this, is a, this is actually an interesting topic that we probably should put out here on this podcast. If, if you haven't done the long distance, I would say go, you know, get a crew or whatever. But but if you're if you're you know if you're used to the to the long distance ultras and you know how to you know manage yourself between the aid stations you'll be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Well, they have them such strategically placed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like three to five miles. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get what you got need and then pack up for what you, it's like the perfect uh, race for any beginner or advanced ultra marathoner for sure i really enjoyed running through that part of uh, st pete i've never really ran through there so it was kind of cool seeing different stuff and like the different artwork like on the walls when you're going down the path uh it felt nice it was, it was really really good it was still nice and shady it wasn't bright yet so i loved it i was gonna say when do you guys actually hit your first bridge because i know you hit the next aid station at about 13 and a half miles i, I can take that you hit the first bridge on 34th street so yes sir <laughs> two ish two ish two and a half what, <laughs> what about five miles in right three miles maybe actually you know what i think it is about three miles mm-hmm. that sounds about yeah. right yeah, because there's another big one when you're kind of leaving that, uh, like that whole St. Pete section. Yeah, yeah over South Pasadena. There's a bunch, really. I mean, the first one is 34th. I'm not going to be able to. Oh, the second one is going to be Pasadena. I yeah, think. yeah, it is. And then from there, I lose count. But yeah, so like, I guess finally, you know, you get through St. Pete, and then now you're kind of moving through that Largo area, and then you're moving to you know that mile 22 eight station. How are you guys feeling up to that 22 eight station? You're you're pulling in there a little delirious. I mean, you know, you're coming into there. You know, this is when you're getting into the perfectly timed eight station distances. You know, top off the fluids, refresh a little bit, get going. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Pulling up the 22s, like. 
you're starting to feel it, feeling it from pushing it early. You're trying to be on top of your uh, nutrition and everything like that. But it's one of those things where, you know, you're 22 in, but you got 24 to go. So it doesn't matter how you're feeling right there. It's how you pull out of there and just try keeping that uh, positive mental state. Unfortunately for me, I broke down after that point <clears throat> for a few miles. Well, I ended up uh, having to drop out at the F45 checkpoint. I ended up like pulling my groin and my pace dropped down to like a 15, 15, 30. So my wife was like, there's no absolute way you can go. You're going to make it to the next checkpoint. She said, so she said, save yourself. Don't keep going. Because like my groin was like, I ended up messing my groin up a little bit at um, at the, the six hour race that they had in St. Pete. Mm never really healed all the way and i kept you know i would stretch it and then you know i'd still work out and stuff and then i would stretch and work out and you know i could feel it was like a little sore and i was like oh it'll be fine you know no big deal i'm not gonna run like super fast i was like i'm gonna keep it around like you know a 13 minute pace i said i'm not gonna go crazy but it just i don't know if it was because of my nutrition or my hydration it just was like so so much pain i was like i was kind of doing like a peg leg kind of like swinging my leg over mm-hmm. and she and my wife could watch my speed from where she was she was like and she was like texting me she's like you're doing like a 1530 she's like so by the time i got to the that that checkpoint the f45 one i think that was checkpoint three she was like there's no way you're going to be able to make it to these other checkpoints and she's like, even if you make it to the next checkpoint you're definitely not going to make it to that the further one so she was like and she's being the boss she was like you're going to hurt yourself and then you're not gonna be able to do anything so she said, yeah, I'm pulling you because there's, she, so she called the number. She was like, you're done. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done. She was like, cause she was like, I was like, well, I can walk real fast. You know, I was like, I'll, I'll do a quick walk and maybe we'll stretch it out. She's like, absolutely not. She's like, there's no way. She was like, there's, I was like, I was like, oh, so yeah, that was kind of the end of me was there. But uh, let that be fuel to your fire for next year, you know, <laughs> to do exactly like I did. I, I honestly didn't think I was going to finish last year and I ended up finishing. But I said next year, every day, whenever it's hot, I'm going to go out and run. I'm going to get in the sun. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Get, just get heat acclimated and just train, 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 and just let that be your fuel whenever you're getting tired in your workouts and stuff like that. And it'll take you a long way. It was definitely. Yeah, it was, oh. it's, it's really a good is it for for me the ace asians was something you look forward to when you were starting to feel like down like you were saying that you're starting to get like a little you start it starts hitting you that oh man i still got over 20 miles left but you know that you have an aid station coming up and you have the people there and i was literally counting on some of them like oh we only have like one mile left and we get to see some people and have them help us out and get some more ice it kind of helped it as a motivator to know because you kind of you, you kind of just you know every aid station they're like okay your next one is this far away so um it was kind of a a boost, I would guess you would say. I agree 100% on that. The aid stations out there and the people, I mean, we talked about a little bit, but man, every aid station, like uh, Katrina was saying, like, it was like, okay, how far till the next aid station? So it was like, suffer, 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 okay, a half quarter mile. And it was like that shining beacon just to restore that battery life back to where it needed to be. Because for me personally, it felt like as soon as I was getting to each aid station, my battery level was damn near empty so it was just like katrina said it was just like that was amazing like just pick me up every time you uh, came across the aid station at that point yeah because at that point you're like you're basically almost halfway there 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you're feeling it and you're feeling it and you know it and you're like, damn, I have over halfway there. And it's, uh, yeah, that's whenever the brain starts trying to play tricks on you. And, and I, I the, the, the peak heat has still not set in. The not peak, yet. The peak heat has not, you haven't met the peak heat. Not yet. And the stoplights. There are a couple stoplights that kind of slowed us down too. Yeah. Um, that I think I would, I would also caution just to, to be aware of that. I really wouldn't break the law and cross those streets because they're pretty dangerous. <laughs> I did. Um, I did right in front of a Pinellas County Sheriff SUV. Oh, and I, 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 I waved to him as I did. I, he, he had to have known. He, this, was, this was coming back down south. And I, it was, I think, the one right by where that golf course was. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I yielded to all the traffic. It was almost my turn. I'm probably jumped my light a little early but my my legs i had to do yeah some of the lights were like three minutes long i think that one that you're talking about by the golf course that had like a three minute at least um yes that was a rough one that That is that is a rough because you also lose a little you know position placement as well so you know you know not not that we're all competitive but but you know all of a sudden you you do kind of lose your spot in line and you got to kind of reclaim a certain position if you're interested Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. If there's one thing I learned from my, my college career, this, the stoplight is like a gift from God to give you a little breather. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, but, but it's a little long. And when, when you, when you, if you're the first one there and all of a sudden you're now with 10 of your closest ultra runner friends and, you know, then you got 10 people who are now in the same exact position. Yep. <clears throat> Not going to lie. I'm kind of competitive and, and uh, I still finish in the top 10 for female, but um, I, I did lose a little bit from there. Yeah. So I guess now that you guys, you know, you made it to that kind of half, almost halfway point, there's, a, there's eventually that turnaround point. How did it go until there? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and jump in on this. Okay, so right after the uh, 20, or it was like actually around the 22, 23, 24 mile mark, I started getting tightness in the hamstrings. I was looking good for a sub eight hour finish which was like my beyond a plus, 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 plus goal. And I was just like, damn, this might be a thing. My hamstrings started cramping so bad from my lower glutes down to my Achilles. So I'd have to run 0.05, walk 0.05. Still able to keep about a 13-minute mile in there. You know what I'm saying? But the next six miles for me after that 22, 23-mile checkpoint were freaking brutal. I thought I was going to have to walk, walk, walk it home. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, oh my gosh, because you've already passed the finish line. <laughs> yeah. You see it. You're like, oh, hey, I waved to Lewis. I was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's whenever um, I'd, that was actually whenever I was cramping at my absolute worst, was right there at the finish line. And I was oh, just no. like, well, hey, if I was going to walk my ass to the finish line last year, I'll do the same thing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It got, it, it got rough and it was rough, but I knew what was coming at 36. I, I knew the group that was going to be there and I really wanted to get there and see them because those guys were like the coolest people ever. Uh, amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, those guys, like, I'd have to take off my Camelback thing. Like, they undid everything for me and put the ice in there. And, I mean, it was like, I love seeing those guys. Like, that's that's what you look forward to as you're, as you're really, you know, starting to go, oh, my gosh, I'm really this far into this race and I still have this much left. I knew that those people at mile 36 were going to be there and they were going to be drinking beer and they were going to be awesome. And they were. Yeah, you know, Katrina, you bring up a fantastic point, And that is, you know, there, there are a couple like must-haves for, for, for PCC, and well, I don't know must-haves, but must-appreciate is a better way to put it. Uh, going through downtown Dunedin, you know, it's incredible. And then when you get up north to that 36 turnaround, <clears throat> so the 10 miles north of Dunedin up to the turnaround, there's one bar just shy of that. I forget what mile it's yes. there, there, There's a bar where it's wide open on the side and it, you yep. know, there's a couple tables in there and people are drinking and having a good old time and they're just sitting back drinking, getting drunk, watching us, you know, crazies out there on the path. And it, it, it's it's a motivator, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you wish you were having one with them, but you kind of, you're glad you're out there because you know you're you're doing some, you know, some real work. But that, yeah. turn, that turn around at 36, that aid station was lit. It was off the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it was awesome. Up, you, got, you got bars <laughs> up there. The people are drinking in the bars there too. So, I mean. Oh, uh, it was a beacon of light. The people at 36, it's like I went in there so beaten and haggard and just... Oof, no will at all for some reason everything took it out of me and it was just like showing up there it was just like okay 10 miles back let's go yeah because eventually you make it back to that uh mile 40 station then i mean it's the finish from there like that's the final threat yeah mm-hmm. that, that's cake i mean it's not cake but you know you're done <laughs> didn't feel like cake didn't i know i was struggling but but you are you're you're home you know you're home at, at that yes sir point. yeah four miles left yep. that's all you have after that last one four miles so damn slow <laughs> still about an hour <sighs> no but yeah whenever you see that 42 it's just like such a breath you like totally lighten your load like for me i loaded up on probably a pound and a half of ice every single aid station i loaded up i drank probably not, obviously not too much but like drank feel filled myself to the absolute limit packed off all my uh hand hills and everything like that and it, so it's just like knowing that i didn't have to do that for that and it was just like all right let's grind it out and let's not let this person behind me catch me let's try catching this girl in front of me but yeah like, like you know it's with that it's just those final four miles and then all of a sudden you have a mile to go half mile to go how, mm-hmm. how far away do you know like hey there it is that's it that's the finish line right there let me go first my watch <laughs> died with two lay my watch died with two freaking miles to go and i felt like I ran five miles and I asked a dude on the side of the street, hey, do you know how far the finish line is? He said a little over a mile. I was just like, oh my goodness gracious. Like it destroyed me mentally. My watch died. Garmin 945 doesn't last eight hours and 45 minutes for 600 bucks. But hey, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's how my final couple miles went. And it felt like I was so much closer when I, I was just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, you know, so it didn't go fast it didn't go majestic whatsoever 
Well, you can see like about, it's a, probably about a quarter mile away because my friend and I were trying to figure it out and I suddenly see it in the distance. You know what it looks like. You know that they have that that thing that's sticking out, whatever you want to call it. I can't remember what the bees wings or whatever those things are called. Um, you can see that. You can kind of see the tent and then you can hear the women um, if they're, you know, having someone else in and you can hear the cowbells, but you can see it like at least the, it has to be a good quarter mile away. And then that's when you're like, oh, my gosh, I think I almost cried um, because I was so excited that I I did my race and I did it 40 minutes faster than last year. And I, at that point, I was just like, oh, my gosh, um, quarter mile. We're going to we're going to pound this. We're going to just run it as hard as we can to the end and just take in the glory of it. Because you know yeah, that those ladies are going to be at the end, and they're going to be happy. Like they're the greatest cheerleaders at the end. I love those ladies. Heck yeah, <laughs> yes. that, that, those cowbell, those cowbells brought me home. As soon as I heard those, it's like everything else didn't matter. It was just like sprint to that finish line. It felt good. Yeah. So I'll throw out, I'll throw out a couple of things for people who haven't done the race who may be listening to this thing down the road. But um, I I was running those last couple of miles with uh, uh, two guys, guy by the name of uh, Dave and Rick. So a shout out to Dave and Rick. They were the ones that pulled me in the last couple of miles. So the blue the blue bridge overpass that that's an indication that you're closed. That's the one that crosses. I guess I don't know what road that is, but it crosses a road and it's a beautiful blue cage bridge. So that's, that's a sign. And then there's a water tower. So then there's the Dunedin water tower. If you, if you, if you have the muscle strength to lift your head and like look <laughs> up in the sky, there, there's actually a water tower that, that we, we locked onto with our eyes that Dave pointed out and said, look, we're almost there. We're almost there. So there's water tower out there. If you, if you look for it next time. But yeah, so, you know, finally get there. You cross that finish line. At least for this chat, you know, we have three finishes. We've got one DNF. Baby, that's freaking ultra right there. I guess coming into, you know, wrapping up this entire race, man, kind of what are those those final thoughts, those final opinions of how the race went down? I do it over again in a heartbeat, you know. Yeah. I am doing it again. I signed up for next year. <laughs> it's rewarding. If, if you love to run, it's rewarding. It's it's fun. And you, you just have to love the sport of running and the camaraderie of the people. You, you just have to, you have to be running for joy to be able to really enjoy an ultra, I think, in my opinion. I prefer marathons and half marathons, but I do ultra because I still like those two. Um, but you have to really just enjoy the experience of it, you know? And this is an experience. Like, go into this and just be joyful, even when it's hard. Yes, 100%. I mean, I mean, this is like literally... I haven't done many races, but each race, this right here is probably one of the toughest ones, but the whole thing is, it's a challenge. You know, if it's easy, everybody would do it and everybody would get a, a medal at the end. But... Mm -hmm. For me personally, I believe this is a chance. I don't care if you're sitting on the couch right now, if you're not doing anything, you can train up in a year and come do this race next year. You know, it's a race that everybody can do aids there. You don't need yeah, a crew is helpful. Yes, but there's aid every X amount of miles. So, you know, I mean, I love this race and it's probably my number one race and will always be my number one race just because the community, it comes out, you know, this isn't some $300 event, you know what I'm saying? where all the bells and whistles are there it's like better than that and it's just the community shows up it's such a laid-back atmosphere uh, this year and last year the aid stations were absolutely amazing such positive energy up and down the trail it's uh i don't know it's something i'll be a part of and i'll be ambassador of always 
Completely agree. Completely agree. I, I guess I want to take away too from the the other pedestrians that are on the on the trail, the other runners, the other families, the other bicyclists. Like you can get support from people that have no idea what you're doing. They just see that you're running and you got a bib on. And I think I don't know if it's because they know it goes on every year. I don't know if there are locals that are there, but we had people just saying, "You got this. You're doing a great job," and we're so proud of you. Like. You even get support as you're, even if you're by yourself running it, you're going to have people around you. You're going to have, make new friends with the runners. And also the people that are, you're going to be passing on the street or on the, the trail. They're there for you, believe it or not. It, no, it's so it awesome. A, yeah, it was so amazing. Just everybody, like the community support out was just like, I think it's probably just a year down from COVID restrictions, but uh yeah, it was just like a breath of fresh air. It was just like everybody you seen, you didn't know if they knew what you're doing. They're like, you're doing an awesome job. And then some people were like, how many are you running? And they'd be like, what? I don't even ride my bike that far. <laughs> you know? They're, but but they're like, okay, I might try this next year. I was like, heck yeah, surf training tomorrow. And you know, it's just like, there's just a community and like living down here in St. Petersburg for nine years, you know what I'm saying? And being a part of it, it was just such an amazing experience for me personally. Yeah, St. Pete Bike Club usually puts out an, uh, an announcement on their Facebook page. I don't know if they did it this year, but I know they've done it in years before. So St. Pete Bike Club knows that it goes on and they actually, you know, the whole purpose of them putting the announcement is just, you know, kind of, you know, uh, you know, be, be aware it's going to be a lot more congested than you're probably used to. So, if you know, if you want to uh, get on the trail, just be be mindful of that or, or avoid the trail that day. Yeah, it, it was awesome, man. Yeah, Sean, my man. Like, I cannot wait till, till next year to cross that finish line. There you go. It, it, it was definitely like, the community was i've never ran in in something like that before where there were so many local people and like like everyone was saying like how the bikers were just cheering i mean people were like riding by me like hey do you need water do you need anything and these are just total strangers i was like man this is so cool like this beats any race like hands down like definitely i've really i've really enjoyed it it, it, it was like the most fun i've ever had definitely I, I, like i can't wait till next year for this well hey y'all this was awesome yes it was joe thank you so much for having us on it was honored being on with all of you and uh let's get ready for last of the philistians on saturday y'all i'm going for it we're gonna go to the red zone so uh (laughs) be checking out on the facebook live now i ain't joking we're going we're going we got andrew uh barrett and andrew shawley out there there's a couple of true savages so we're we're probably going to definitely get 24 yards or more so don't know anybody else in the field but it's going to be interesting thank you for the opportunity joe um this has been you know the opportunity to talk and and share the joy of of these races and that the community is um it's always fun to to talk with fellow athletes runners and, and just discussing you know what our experiences are and and really uh sharing that with anybody that could want to or you know has thought about it just to know that anybody can do it you know and you have a whole community backing you but yeah just you having this show is really awesome so thank you most definitely i agree 100 percent, katrina you do an awesome job joe if i could just take one one second you know barbara neal she she deserves some special recognition karen alexi she deserves some special recognition so there's a lot of people who make PTC what it is, Amy, for introducing me to this race back, I think, in 2018. She's done it about four times. So there's a, there's a lot of people who are 
very much emotionally tied to Pinellas Trail Challenge. And I think that's what makes it so successful event is that there's so many people that are emotionally tied to that event. Hey, I love I love hearing people's journey, man. Thanks for doing what you do, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank well, no you doubt, Joseph. Hey, thank you so much. It was an honor to be on uh, with all of you guys, and uh, thank you so much for sharing everybody's journey. For me, it's so inspirational just hearing everybody's journey, the highs, the lows, and everything like that. And it helps me implement into my races that I run, in, and I can't wait to come out and run one of your uh, races eventually. Heck yeah, two of them. But hey, guys, thank you. Oh, it was awesome. Thanks. Yeah, heck yeah. Thanks, Joe. All right, thanks, Joe. Bye. And there we have it for stories from the Pinellas Trail Challenge. Such an amazing race. You know, obviously, it takes you all the way through the Pinellas Trail, 46 miles. And hey, I'll be out there next year, you know, definitely volunteering and you never know maybe an aid station let's get it so i'm super excited for that and hey until next time happy trails